John chapter 9. If you find it, uh, if you would stand with me. John chapter 9, verse, verses 1 through 7. I love this passage here about the blind man, and it always um, cheers me up because we can make things too complicated. The Bible says in verse one of John chapter nine, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a blind. He saw a man, sorry, which was blind from his birth. So when he was he was blind. He was born blind from his birth. That's what that means. So he was born blind, or it had happened right at his birth. Um, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, this is the first response that we all have. We all like to point the fingers and accuse and figure out what's going on with people and why they're like this and, and such. But listen, we have no right to do that. Uh, only God knows. We're, each and every one of us are special, unique, created by God. And we answer to God. Amen? And we don't need to point the fingers and try to figure out what's going on in people's lives. Uh, we just need to be there for one another, encourage one another, love one another. That's the main uh, goal that Jesus said for us to do. Uh, verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned nor his parents. He's not saying they're sinless, but it's not the reason why he was blind. Uh, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. He has a special life. Do you think this man uh, wanted to be born blind? Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what it is to see. You cannot explain the color blue to him, maybe by sound or something and, uh, and so forth, but he doesn't know what it is to see. He doesn't know what it is to view something beautiful or admire the handiwork of God and his creation only by touch or smell or sound, but by sight he can't. Uh, our sight is very uh, critical to us living and being down here to enjoy the things around us. But this man was born blind, and, but God says here that it was for the works of God that they should be made manifest in him, meaning in his life. This man was created for a special purpose. Did he like this purpose? Well, he would never know the purpose if it were not for Christ. Would it be that this man lived his whole life and never found Christ? Then what would his purpose be? It would be no purpose. And the fact that he would be born blind would also be a very huge detriment in his life. But you take this example of somebody born blind and you add Christ to his life. Now you have a miracle and a testimony and a handiwork of God and a display of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ doing a great work in somebody's life. You take out Christ and now you just have a man who lives blind and who lives a hard, harder life than somebody else does. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh uh, when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. Look at this. He spat on the ground. Out of the mouth of the Lord, he spat on the ground. And he made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. That's what it means. 
uh, the, uh, Siloam, he went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. It's very simple, isn't it? You get God commanding us to do something, and the person go, goes and does it, and things work out. That sounds very, very simple, doesn't it? But yet it is the hardest thing for everyone in this room this morning to do, to just obey the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Just to obey God would be our ultimate goal, but yet, why is it so hard to do it? Why is it so hard to listen to God? Why is it so hard to just obey the Lord? This man, he went. He had nothing to lose. He went and he washed. And the Bible says he came back seeing. What a great adventure he came back with, huh? Let's pray. Lord, bless this message. We thank you for your word. Help us to see you, I pray. Take us, Lord. Set us aside. May the Holy Spirit of God right now have free reign, Lord, in this room and touch our hearts, deal with our hearts, Lord, that we may be a testimony. Lord, that you may use our past, that you may use our problems, that you may use, Lord, all of us for the honor and glory of Christ and all the great uh, things, Lord, that you want to do with us. Lord, our lives without you would be terrible. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Imagine the walk on the way back. Do you think this man was able to keep his eyes focused? Oh, he started seeing the birds for the first time. That's what's making the sound. He started seeing the grass and the flowers and, and the people and colors. And the first time it entered into his eyes, uh, he could never understand before. Certainly he's heard of it. He's heard the color red and he's heard the color blue and green. And oh, what a beautiful blue sky we have this morning. But he could never understand such a thing. He was blind. And uh, the, the things of God, certainly, uh, we hear about them. But until we see, God's going to get into this later on, until we see it, we don't understand. We have the ears, but we do not hear. We have the eyes, but we do not see. But all oh, the walk back to Christ uh, must have been a joyous one. And the Bible says he washed and he came seeing. He came seeing. In verse 6, Jesus, he spat on the ground and he made clay of the spittle. Isn't the Lord the potter? And wore the clay. He took the uh, spit. He spat on the ground. Uh, so some of the girls in the room would say, I, I wouldn't let him do that. I wouldn't let him spit on the ground and put that on my eyes. Oh, but Peter thought the same way when he was washing his feet. But when God said these words, he said, Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, you have no part with me. And those words struck Peter because Peter's heart was Christ and he wanted to be with Christ. And when he heard that something would come in between him and the Lord or take him away from the Lord, 
He said, Lord, not my feet only, but my head, my hands, all of me. Wash all of me, Lord. I don't want anything in between us. I want our way clean. I want our way clear. Certainly the Lord is the potter and we're the clay. And he knows, the Bible says that he made man's eyes. And Jesus, uh, he, without him was not anything made that was made, the Bible says. And in him was life. And that life was the light of men. He created all things, and by him all things consist. He holds the world in his hands, John tells us, our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says he became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. You want to know truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. And this man, he, uh, the Lord spat on the ground and the Lord made clay from the spittle. And he is the potter, amen? And we are the clay and he molds us and shapes us uh, to his liking. Oh, but when we resist or when we have uh, a, a mind that is already filled, how can the Lord tell us anything? You ever try to talk to Somebody who knows it all? My dad says that's me. <laughs> no, I'm only, that's a joke. Uh, but uh, do you, you ever tr- uh, try to talk to somebody who knows it all already? You can't. You can't talk to them. Nothing's getting through. They're listening. They can repeat everything you said back, uh, that you said to them. They can repeat it back. Uh, but it's not entering in. Their mind's already made up. Their heart's already made up. How can God teach us anything? How can God tell us anything? Our mind's already made up. Our heart's already after something else or someone else but Christ. There are many things that take us away. This man was blind. He was blind and he couldn't see uh, But the Lord came and he spat on the ground and he made clay uh, from the spittle and the the dirt. And we're made from dirt. The Bible says not for a man not to think of himself any higher than he ought to think of himself. We shouldn't put ourselves high. We need to put Christ up and we need to put ourselves low. John the Baptist said, that Christ must increase and we must decrease. And he said, I must decrease so that he can increase. The, the less of me and the more of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that name, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Thomas said unto the Lord, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. He said, Thomas, have I not been so long with you? 
You've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. For I am in him and he is in me. And I in you. Wow. What a great, glorious thing that we can be part of the family of God. For when you get saved, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. And now you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. They belong to him now. He's purchased us. And he took the clay and he put it on his eyes. And he went. He obeyed the Lord. Let's look at verse 11. The Bible says, he answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes. And said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed. And I received sight. Uh, the, the, the Pharisees were asking him, uh, let's go down to uh, 24. Then again, called they the man that was blind. I'm skipping over here. They called the parents. They didn't believe that this was a blind man. Uh, but then they called the parents and said, yeah, that's him. We don't know how he received sight, but ask him. He's of age. So they go back to the blind man. And 24, they says, then again, called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. The Pharisees were talking about the Lord, calling him a sinner. Verse 25, he answered and said, listen to these words. Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. That's all we got to know. That I was blind. I was lost. But then Jesus came. And he saved me. What great, great miracle is this? Do we need to know? have memorized all the books of the Bible to get to heaven? Would it matter when we're in heaven to, have, to know the Bible in and out? No. Would it matter uh, how much you read and study the scriptures when we're in heaven? Listen, once you're there, you're going to see Jesus for who he is. And you're going to wish you have done more for him. Because when you see him and the reality hits you that this is the one who died and shed his blood for me, that this is the only one who would ever do such a thing, give up all that he has. It's hard for us to give up our own pride for somebody we love. It's hard for us to give up our resources for somebody we love. It's hard for us to give up our time for somebody we love. But the Lord Jesus Christ gave it all for a people that he so loved and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The only thing that's going to matter when we get to heaven is that Jesus Christ is there and we're going to be there with him also. Nothing else will matter. And when you see him face to face, you're going to 
wish you've done more for him. I should have I just done one more thing. I should have. I should have. I should have. I should have obeyed him. I should have showed him. Lord, you've done all this preparation work for me. He said, I'm going to go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. I'm going to go so that I may receive you unto myself. And when we get in his arms, we're going to see who he really is, and then we're going to see ourselves and say, woe is me. Lord, I should have done more for you. And he's going to say, it's too late now. But enter into the joy of the Lord. I love you anyway. That's why I saved you. God is good. We got to realize now that God is good. We got to be thankful now that God is good. Don't let your trials and troubles take you away from the fact that God is good and that he is there for us the whole way. The Pharisees here, the only thing they can do because they didn't want to believe was start, uh, they started uh, degrading the Lord, calling him a sinner and accusing the Lord and trying to twist the fact that Christ is God. The blind man said, he's not blind anymore. He said, listen, I don't know all that you're saying. All I know is that I could see you. And before, I couldn't. That's all I know. Verse 26, then said they to him again, where did he, what did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? 27, he answered them, I have told you already, as ye did not hear, wherefore would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. Verse 29, we know that God spake unto Moses, as for this fellow, let me tell you about this fellow. This fellow... This fellow is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This fellow uh, came from heaven. This fellow, who they know not, this fellow, this fellow is the Son of God. This fellow is God in the flesh, 100% God, who became flesh as prophesied, who would come unto his own, but his own received him not, who would come unto his own temple, to fill the temple and fill the place with his glory. But he was rejected and despised. And he was brought as a lamb before the slaughter, so he opened not his mouth. This fellow, this fellow that they would call, now sits at the right hand of the Father in his, all of his glory. And he sits as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he will return to take us home with him. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. This is the fellow that they don't know. That is right there. And they don't see him. This fellow. 
They said, we know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. Let's look in verse 34. They answered and said unto him, thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. They got angry at the blind man, who's not blind anymore. And they threw him out of the temple. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, dost thou believe on the Son of God? Isn't it amazing that Jesus, listen, he was good to this man. But that was the only, that was just the start. Amen? God is good. He healed him, and then he found him. He found him where he was at. That's grace. Grace meets you where you are at today. You say, I need to work on some things before I can get back with the Lord. No. You're blind. You need to let the Lord open your eyes. It is not you. Jesus meets you where you're at. See, I, need, I have a lot of sin in my life that I need to get right before I... There's no I. Jesus meets you where you're at. And then he's going to take you where you need to go. He doesn't leave you there. And that's what you're referring to. But you can't do it without putting Christ first. Let the Lord come and take you where you're at right now. You say, well, I don't want him to see me in my sin. I don't want him to know what I'm doing. He already knows. I want to do more. I want to, I want to be better for the Lord. The only way you can be better is if he makes you better and gets you to where you need to be. He is the potter. We're the clay. The clay cannot make something beautiful in itself. It needs the hands of the potter. Verse 36, he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? 35, Jesus said, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. This is the moment where this blind man got saved, received Christ. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and they that which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Yeah, you're blind also. He's right in front of you, and you don't see him. God is in front of you and you do not see. Do you understand that when you're going through some times in your life, if you're blind, you're not going to see God through those times. Where is God when I need him? Where is God when I was hurting? Where is God? In my home, where is God in my work? Where is God in my life? You do not see him because you're blind. You need to open your eyes. God hath not left you. 
God will never leave us or forsake us. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. Glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Lord, open my eyes. The Pharisees were blind. Even the miracle that was done in front of them did not open their eyes. Why? Because it must be done from the heart. If our hearts are full of pride, if our hearts are full of self-righteousness, if our hearts are not turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, then we will forever remain blind. Jesus said to them, if ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, we see, therefore your sin remaineth. It's the same thing said in 1 John. He that saith he hath no sin is a liar, the Bible says. And the word of God is not in him. There are many things that keep us blind. Let's go over a couple more. We're going to have a baptism. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. We know these verses here. I'm going to uh, brief over them real fast. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And it explains the perilous times. We went over this before. Uh, we, We would say perilous times are... Um, uh, internet's down. It must be the end times if the internet goes down. Or it must be the end times if, if we run out of coffee or we run out of our, our, our things that we live for day by day. It must be. Or if, if, if our daily routine is disturbed in any way, we know we're hitting troublous times. But the Bible says here, perilous times shall come. And then it gives a description of the perilous times. Why is it going to be perilous times? Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. It doesn't say tornadoes and earthquakes. It doesn't say uh, anything else. It says men shall be lovers of their own selves. I love myself too much for me to humble myself. I love myself too much for somebody to walk over me. I love myself too much for me to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love myself too much. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. You ought not to love yourself that much. You need to love Christ. Covetous. Boasters. Boasters. That's a fun word to say, boaster. Don't be a boaster. Don't be a boaster. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You claim anything but Christ, you're boasting. You know what? God's blessed me because I've been reading my Bible more. What are you saying? God's blessing you because God is good. And you get to read your Bible because God's word is good. Amen? We got to rephrase that. Like we're doing something to deserve God's blessing. No. God is good in all of his ways. I found out that God is good even when I stray from the Lord. God has been good to me. 
But when you walk with the Lord more, surely he'll bless you more. But it's not because you're doing that. It's only by God's grace that you can even read your Bible. It's only by God's grace that you're here today. God's going to bless me because I'm in church today. You're already blessed because you have God. We need to change it around. Give God more glory. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. This is the end times here. This is explaining us. This is explaining the people around us. Verse 3, without natural affection. Surely the, the, the natural affection of parents, the natural affection of mankind has been taken away. Truce breakers, I give you my word. Yeah, right. I need a contract. Let's get a lawyer. They're going to witness this, right? There's no yay and yay and nay and nay. Man, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. I want to focus on this one. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasures. Listen, there's nothing wrong with... Um, pleasures, not pleasures of sin for a season, as the Bible talks about, but pleasures. God has given us pleasures on this earth. Food is a pleasure. Amen. We're not, uh, we're not, we're not cows in the meadow that eat grass. Amen. We get to enjoy the foods that, that God has designed our taste buds to enjoy, right? Why don't you like olives? I don't know. I don't like olives. Uh, but I do like other foods, right? Pleasures. Uh, but there is nothing wrong with enjoying pleasures on this earth. But when you love those pleasures more than God, when you can, when you can leave or not come to church because of a game or because of uh, something that is pleasing you more, when you're putting pleasures above God, you know you love pleasures more. And the man that loves pleasure, the Bible says, shall be poor. For a life that's without God is certainly a poor life, no matter how rich you might think you are. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. In Psalm 16, and we're going to close. This blind man, he came seeing. You know, we might be blind sometimes to the things of God, the ways of God, or how God works. But it doesn't mean you have to stay like that. Overcoming spiritual blindness in our lives. Seeing God in the desperate times. Seeing God's hand. makes all the difference in a life that is hurting, in a life that is in despair. And God will use you in a great way and make your life of value.
The Bible says in Psalm 16:11, we'll close. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Thy presence. You chase after anything in this life, you'll find emptiness. But staying in the presence of God, you're going to find that you are complete. Jesus in, in Colossians says we are complete in Jesus, who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When we leave God to seek after things, that's when we become blinded. We're not going to be able to see the Lord even when he was right in front of us. When you were going through those times, you're not going to see Christ. He's right in front of you. You don't see his working hand. You don't see him trying to get your attention. Why? Our hearts are so far gone. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. The Pharisees were blinded. They seen a miracle. They seen the Christ in front of them, but they could not see him. It takes a blind man to say, listen, I don't know all that you're saying. But he put this mud on my eyes, and I came back seeing. And all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. The simplicity of just obeying Christ, that we were lost. And if you're saved this morning, now you're found. I was blind but now I see. Won't he continue to take care of us? Won't he continue to forgive us? Won't he continue to be there for us? Sure he will. Don't let the things of life blind you. Open your eyes. And the Bible says he came back seeing. Amen. He came back seeing. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your hand. Thank you for uh, choosing men, Lord, like that to display the power of God and to use a people, Lord, like this for your honor and glory. When we look at the Pharisees, Lord, we see well, these, these men are much more valuable. They know more. They have more popularity. They, they have more character. But, Lord, you have not chosen them. You've chosen the ones who are humble. You've chosen the ones who are most despised, most broken. Lord, to show how good you are, to show how strong you are, to show how great Savior you are. And I pray, Lord, that you would look down in this room at this time and choose us, Lord, to be a people called by your name. I pray, Lord, if anyone here is not saved, I pray for their salvation. But I pray also, Lord, that you would call those who are saved, call them with a holy calling, and Lord, set them apart for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He came seeing. Would you all stand? Maybe you're going through some things today. Let's all stand. Are you able to see Christ in your life today? Are you satisfied with his presence it says, at thy right hand, 
there are pleasures forevermore. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Right, we have Herminio Diaz. Amen. He got saved uh, a couple weeks ago. This is Haiti's brother, right? Yes. And uh, came to get baptized. Amen. Uh, we talked in the office. He got uh, received Christ, and he came to me uh, last week. Said, "I want. I'm ready to get baptized. I want to follow the Lord. I want to grow in the Lord. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Amen." Herminio, did you receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Amen. Herminio, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to baptize you.
Amen. What a special time to get baptized. Praise God. I know the family's happy for him, proud of him, and uh, proud of you too, Herminio. God bless you. He's getting fired up. He gets fired up during the preaching. Amen. I hear those amens coming out, and, and God, it fires me up as well. Praise the Lord. I hope everybody has a blessed Thanksgiving, a great week. And if you're able to, come out Wednesday, our pie and, pie and praise service. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy the fellowship and so forth. And I um, hope everybody has a great week. Let's pray. Ask God's blessing. Lord, we do pray, Father, for this week. Pray you bless it. I pray that you would uh, put your hand on all of us, Lord. Give us opportunity to spread the gospel, to share the Lord Jesus Christ with somebody who is lost. Lord, lead us to those divine appointments that others may hear, Lord, how that they can know uh, that they can go to heaven when they die. Father, as your word says, these things have been written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. But Lord, how shall they, um, Lord, know unless they hear? And how shall they hear unless there is a preacher? Lord, I pray that today, Lord, people will decide in their hearts to go and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to their friends, to their family, to their neighbors. And I pray, Lord, that people will get saved. Bless us, I pray, Lord. Bless this week. In Jesus' name, amen.